Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. And welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. And on this day of days, we're going to do that by talking about the capital stack. We're going to do a very special thing over the coming weeks. We're going to break down the capital stack in ever greater detail. This is a concept that maybe a lot of investors aren't so familiar with. If you're a passive investor, maybe you've never even heard this term. You have no concept for it. So we're going to explain it from a high level in this episode. And then over the coming weeks, we're going to go into each of the four different elements that comprise the capital stack and talk about it in more detail. But before we even do that, let's just take a moment, Dan, to throw our hands up in the air like we just don't care and celebrate for a moment because this morning we closed on another deal. So let's just take a moment and... Like kind of do like the Kermit the Frog crazy arms in the in the air. We're like, yeah. Yep. I'm just move my mic. <laughs> just go on, get that out of the way. Give the people what they want. Give them the crazy. There he goes. He's going crazy, people. So Dan, real quickly before we get into the, today's episode, just give me give me thirty seconds of how you're feeling after the closing today. Very good, very good. It was it was one of the more fun closings because one of our partners on this deal. Um, this was his first multifamily syndication they did. And so he kind of pulled out all the stops. We had, this is our, our buddy, Joe, we're going to have him on at some point here to, mm-hmm. uh, to chat about this deal. Um, but yeah, we, he had a photographer uh, come in to snap some pictures. Hey, mimosas. And there was mimosas and donuts, which I think you were the only one. I was the only one that partook in the donuts, but we Someone all partook in the mimosas. And so the rest of us were rude, and you were the only polite one. It, it, it's it's always fun. It was fun because all of our closings, they're usually dry affairs. Like it's not a big deal. Like you're signing some paperwork, taking on a whole lot of debt, like getting some keys to a building. And so it was kind of cool to see somebody who was like so excited. Um, it, it definitely was like, oh, yeah, we should be excited about this. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But it, this one was was great. I mean, it just uh, everything went smooth, uh, kind of the polar opposite to the last deal that we did that had a lot of twists and turns uh, leading up to the closing table, which we just did a great episode on, uh, which we can link to in the in the show notes. But uh, this one uh, was just so simple. There, there were no yeah. twists, no turns. Everything just kind of happened as it should, which is kind of rare in real estate, I think. I mean, yeah. usually something ends up being slower or more expensive, or there's usually some kind of unexpected thing that pops up, but this one, not really. It went fast. It smooth sailing from beginning to end. And we're going to go into great detail about that deal on next week's episode of the podcast. So make sure that you tune in for that as we do a deep dive into that opportunity. Cause it was really cool. Like the story is not nearly as dramatic as Charles Avenue, which had a couple twists and turns, but mm-hmm. it's still a really cool story. It makes, it was, it was a good time. So enough of that. Time to get focused. Time to provide some value to the dear listeners at home on the treadmill or on their um, uh, Nordic tracks. 
So Dan, what is the capital stack? Let's let's break down this concept because it's actually really important to understanding how real estate deals are structured from a very core level. Like the question is always follow the money. And that's really what the capital stack allows us to do. Let's follow the money. Yeah. So the capital stack, that is a, a term that is really heavily used in the private equity world and kind of in the Wall Street circles and uh, something that uh, sophisticated and experienced investors are, are probably um, uh, aware of, at least they've heard it. But the average Joe who's you know just kind of investing in mutual funds, and maybe they're thinking about getting into real estate, uh, the term capital stack or cap stack is effectively uh, confusing. They probably don't. They probably don't know what it is. And it's just a fancy word of saying, "How is this deal capitalized?" Meaning, you find a building for ten million dollars and you want to buy it. How is that? You know, what makes up that ten million? Uh, if you were to just take some cash out of your bank account because you're Bezos and you just have tons of capital available, and you went and bought it in cash, then your capital stack would be 100% cash. That is your stack. Uh, most people, when they go and buy some real estate, will uh, at least get a mortgage. And this applies to you uh, on a house that you bought. So let's say you, you see a $300,000 house that you want to buy, and you're going to put 25% down, and the rest is coming from a mortgage. That means the capital stack is going to be 75% debt and 25% equity. That's your stack. Debt, and then equity on top, essentially. That's a stack of things. There's two things there. It's very simple. But that's a capital stack. So it can get much more complex the more exotic deals get. Uh, but we're going to dive into what the real estate syndication capital stacks uh, will typically look like. And the really the important thing to think about when it comes to the stack is literally think about the foundation, which is the debt or the person who has a lien on the property or has a contingency in place, like the most secure position yep. is typically the foundation. And that's usually the bank, the bank that's given you the mortgage. They have rights that, hey, if you don't pay your bills, we're going to come and take that property from you. So that's very, very highly collateralized. It's usually the most secure place on a stack. And as you go higher in the stack, things get a little bit less secure. And so at the top of that stack, if this was just a stack of debt and equity, let's say we brought $250,000 to the table, we loaned $750,000 from the bank in the form of debt. So that's our capital stack, just two things, which means at the top of that stack, we get paid the equity only when the debt first gets paid. And so that's in its simplest model is a vertical yeah. of two two structures, debt and equity. Another thing to mention, you you kind of alluded to it there as as the um uh as you go up the capital stack. So starting from just your senior basic mortgage on up to whatever's on top, whether it be equity, preferred equity, mezzanine debt, whatever, we'll get into all that in in subsequent uh, uh sections of this topic. But as you go up the uh up the stack um, away from that foundation, like Anthony mentioned, you're less secure, which is another way to say that theoretically the risk profile is starting to increase. And what that also means is that the cost of that capital, whether it be debt or equity, uh, is going to go up. So your senior mortgage, your foundation, your 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 your, your main um, uh, portion of the stack is probably going to have the lowest cost to it. So you might get like three percent on that. And then if uh, something on top of that, if we're just keeping it really simple and saying, let's just do 75% debt and 25% equity, like we always like to do, the cost of that equity is going to be significantly higher mm -hmm. than the debt. You're not going to be paying your investors 3% interest uh, to use their money. They're going to need something a little bit juicier because of that increased risk. So as you go up the stack, 
the cost of capital increases as well. That's a really good way of putting that. So in the following up episodes, following weeks, we're going to be diving into four main components that comprise the stack. And that's one of the more complicated real estate stacks that you would see. And this could just get broken into like an infinite number of gradations. But if you understand these four concepts, which are senior debt, junior debt, or mezzanine debt, and is another term for that, the preferred equity and equity. So that is, if you're to visualize the stack again, at the bottom is the senior debt. Right above that is junior debt, which we're going to dive into that. So don't worry about that, guys. From there, it's preferred equity. And then from there, it's equity. So those are the four concepts that over the next couple of episodes, we're going to dive into each one in isolation. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. We appreciate you as always for taking a little bit of time as you're sliding torso up and down on the Nordic track. Or you assume the, everyone the is just working out all the time. Because I always hear, I, every, the feedback that I get from people is like, oh, I was just listening to you on a run. And so oh. I assume everybody's, I assume our I like audience it. is a healthy bunch. I, I don't know why, but I assume all of you are out there getting it done with your healthy nuts and your, your running and your juices and your cleanses and your fasting. And, and <laughs> it, it, regardless whether you do that or not, we appreciate you for taking some time to join us. Yeah. Well, I interpret that as us, you know, our, our content must be motivating because I know when I'm working out, if I'm not yeah. listening to music, I need to be listening to some kind of information that, that energizes me. So that makes me feel pretty good. I have I like often it. been compared to Les Brown. So uh, <laughs> I have not. Been. Really? Yeah. No. Anyways, we're going to let you guys go. You're you're looking a little sweaty, a little tired. So make sure that you go and drop a review. We really appreciate you guys. And remember, we have Passive Investing Made Simple, the new book coming out, hitting bookshelves on August 11th. So put that on your calendar so that you can go out and pick up a copy the moment that it drops. Or if you want a free copy, just email me, anthony at invictusmultifamily.com and say, hey, Anthony, if you send me a free copy of your book, I'll leave a review. You do that, we're going to be besties. That's a good offer. We'll see you, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.